house of God and praise and get that release. Amen. As we prepare our hearts for the word. Amen. So we are thankful to God and what he is doing in our lives. Amen. So when we can real quick, can everyone please stand for the reading of God's word? Amen. Amen. Really quick. Stand. Yeah, yeah, 15 seconds to share real quick. Y'all know, know what it is real quick. Amen. 15 seconds to share. I'm a little muffled. There we go. 15 seconds to share. Good to see all the fresh faces and familiar faces in the house today. Man, give yourself a round of applause. Just for getting up and pushing, amen. Because you got to push, amen. God, it don't come easy. It's easy to stay in the bed. It's easy to roll over. We didn't go to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning last night. Daughter had a birthday party. We was all up all night tired. But guess what? You got to push. Because God pushed for us, amen. Amen. We thank God for his push, amen. Mark chapter 2. Verses 13 and 14, and it reads as follows. Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed, and followed him. Today's message, look at somebody and say this real quick. Follow me. Amen. Follow me. Uh, uh, real quick, the wrong person. Look at somebody else real quick and tell them, amen, real quick. Follow me. Follow me. Amen, amen. You amen. may be seated in the amen. presence of the Lord. A new missionary recruit went to Venezuela for his first time. He went to go do a missionary trip in Venezuela. And he was struggling with the language. I mean, the brother didn't understand anything, but he wanted to make sure he went to church. So on his way, trying to even get to church, he got lost because he couldn't get no good directions. So when he finally gets there, he's late, right? He's late, but he gets to church. There's nowhere to sit except in the front row. So he marches on down the front row, embarrassed because he's so late, and he looks around. He doesn't understand what's going on. So he said, let me find somebody I can follow in this service. Who better to follow than the man sitting next to me on the front row? Come on. So he sits there and he's ready for the service. And as the man gets up and claps, he looks, so he claps. As the man looks like he prays, he gets up and he starts to pray. As the man looks like he's listening to the word and understanding what the pastor is saying, he does the same thing. He's intrigued and he's engaging in the service by following this man. So when the preacher got done, he perceived it was announcement time. So the, the preacher said something in Spanish and everybody clapped. People began to clap. And he looked around, saw the man clapping, so he clapped again. Then the preacher said something again, and the man stood up. He looked, he saw the man stood up, and he stood up too. Everybody got quiet, y'all. They gasped for air. He looked around with nobody standing up but him and the man, so he was embarrassed, and he sat back down. As they were walking out of service, the pastor was shaking everybody's hand. He said, listen here, young bro, you probably don't understand no Spanish, do you? He said, was it that obvious? He said, yeah, because my last announcement was that Hernandez family just had a baby boy. And with the proud father, please stand up. <laughs> Praise God, amen. That hits you Tuesday. That hits you Tuesday, amen. The point I'm making is, watch this. I got to thank Pastor Mike McClure, who dropped this in my spirit a while ago. There's nothing wrong with being a copycat as long as you're copying the right cat. So who better to copy than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You got to be careful who you follow because following the right, wrong person that leads you down the wrong path. So as today, as we continue to jump in a series called Follow Jesus, we want to understand what God is saying. So let's look at Mark 2, 14, a clause. Mark 2, 14, a clause. As he walked along and saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector booth. 
Why is that so important, Pastor? Jesus is walking and he catches our homeboy Levi sitting at a tax collector booth. Why is that important? Let's look at one of the quotes about Jesus and tax collectors. Because if you're going to read the gospel, you've got to understand it was a, a, a perspective of tax collectors in the gospels. Amen. Yeah. If you look at Matthew and Luke and even in Mark, Jesus is teaching with Matthew and Luke specifically. Jesus is teaching the greatest sermon ever preached, the yeah. Sermon on the Mount. I encourage you to read it, the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says something like this. He gives them a new definition of love. He says that you have heard the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Jesus gives them a new definition of love. Then look what he says, Matthew 5 and 46. If you love only those who love you, what reward is, that for, is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Wow. So even Jesus called tax collectors corrupt. So there was a stigma among tax collectors in this day. Uh, why was that, Pastor? Because check this out. They worked for the Roman government. And Israel at that time was in bondage to the Roman government. So they had to pay taxes to Caesar. So what they would do was come and say, look here, you owe this amount for taxes. But the Israelites that were tax collectors would charge them double. They would give some to Rome and take some for themselves. So they were the worst kind of people because they said, how are you going to persecute us and you are our boys? You Israel, why are you taxing us? If I had to put it in today's mind, to me, it would almost be like if you seen a brother getting harassed by police officers and getting jacked up. And you seen a brother out there on the force and he don't say nothing. Uh, uh, and you see a group of cops harassing our brother and there's one brother right there. How you not going to stand up for me when I ain't did nothing wrong? How you not going to speak out? Come on, we seen George Floyd in the pain and call. How you not going to speak out if you are a brother, right? So that would make you probably the worst of the worst to me. And that's how the Jews looked at tax collectors, y'all. So Jesus is walking by and sees this corrupt man hated by his own countryman, known as the scum of the earth. Yet when Jesus looks at him, what does he say? Mark 2, 14, B clause. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Wow, wow, wow. I like that, I like that. So last week, if you remember, if you remember, follow me, follow me. I can't go back all the way, but that's why teaching a series is important to catch everything because I flow, I flow. So, so last week we saw what? John announced Jesus as the Lamb of God. Andrew, one of his disciples, heard that and he said, look here, I'm going to follow Jesus now. Yeah. Andrew went and got his brother Simon and said, look here, I found the Messiah. Andrew bought Simon, so Simon and Andrew now following Jesus. They following Jesus. My boy Philip shows up. He from the same place as them. So he comes from the same hood. He recognizes his homeboy and said, look here, y'all was fishermen. Y'all following Jesus. Now I need to go follow Jesus. Yeah. He tells his homeboy Nathaniel. Nathaniel didn't believe it at first, but then he came to the recognition excuse me, of that Jesus is the son of God. So they all following Jesus, but look at Lee. Levi is different. He's, different. He's a sinner working his job. Ooh, he literally cheats people out of their money. Yeah. Jesus rose up and says, follow me. Oh, yeah. And he got up and followed him. Woo. Yeah. He had no referrals about Jesus like the other guys. <laughs> he had no endorsement like they did of yeah. John calling him the Lamb of God. Yeah. He had no yeah. proposal that was given to him, right? Only two words were mentioned that caused him to get up. And the two words were follow me. So the question I have for all of us today, watch this. Is follow me enough? Ooh, ask yourself that. Is the two words, follow me enough? I understand. I know he's the son of God. I know he walked on water. I know he turned water to wine. I know he healed the sick. I know he raised the dead. I know he caused the blind to see. I know he caused the deaf to hear. I know he's done all these things and then some. But without it, is he still worthy of following? Come on, come on, come on. Ooh, 
But well, why am I following Matthew, a Jew hated by his own people? He has self-esteem issues. Imagine your own people hating you. That's psychological right there. Yeah. That you're dealing with your own people hating you. And then you a crook. You cheat people out of your money. So now he got integrity issues too. Levi got all kind of stuff going on. But he sees, he sees Jesus and Jesus says, follow me. He gets up and follow him. Why? Because he knew Jesus was necessary for the healing I need in my soul. That, that these earthly pleasures that I got, that I got money, money ain't a problem, money ain't a thing. I, I ain't got no money issues, but I got some heart issues. I got some integrity issues. I got some self-esteem issues. And I need somebody to help me with that. Watch this. If these, Jesus doesn't do any of those other things in the earthly realm, can I still follow him and be grateful? Why? Because I need his love. I need his forgiveness. And I need his grace. So he says, look here, I'm going to follow Jesus off two words, follow me. Those two words, follow me, require what? Submission to God on our end. Because if you follow somebody, what are you saying? I'm submitting to their will. Think about it. Anything in life associated with following, I'm giving up my rights to follow somebody else. If you're on a highway trip, somebody got to be a leader, right? You say, look here, if this person going to drive 70, we got to all roll 70. Amen. We got to be behind them. We got to make sure we turn the right lanes. And the person in front got responsibility not to be too fast to leave everybody in the background, right? Because he's the leader. You follow him. Kids, y'all play Simon Says, right? Simon Says, put your right foot up. You put your right foot up. Put your right foot down. Put your right foot down, right? You are following the leader, right? If you don't, you out the game, right? You've been in any kind of school, any kind of job, where you've had any kind of training, right? Somebody had to train you. had to follow those instructions to keep that job and be good at it to get to the next job. And I'm sure when you get to the next job, somebody else there to train you again, right? So we all had to follow at some point in our life. So if I'm going to follow, I got to understand it requires submission on my end. So I love this. I love this. Matthew, Levi, uh, Jesus changed his name just like he did Peter and Simon. I love this. When he decided to follow Jesus, watch this. He said, I just can't keep it to myself. Uh, 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 When he decided to follow Jesus, he said, he's too good. I just can't keep it to myself. Look at this. Look at y'all. Mark 2 and 15. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. Come wow. Come on, come on. I love this. We come ain't on. know nothing about Levi except for what? He should have been disqualified from yeah. following Jesus. Yeah. He's a tax collector. He's corrupt. He's a cheater. He should have been disqualified alone by being a tax collector, right? But he takes it a step up. He invites Jesus to dinner and then his disciples. And then he brings all the boys in the hood too as well. He said, I want all the tax collectors to come. I need y'all to see this right here. I felt somebody. I can't keep it to myself. Can I suggest to you, watch this. If you desire to level up in God, you desire to go up in God, you got to invite Jesus in your house. Try to help somebody today. Uh, you got to invite him in your prayer life. You got to invite him in your devotion life. You got to invite him by reading his word. You got to invite him, watch this, into your relationship, into your marriage, and with your spouse. You got to invite him into your parenting. He has to be invited in her homes. How do you know? Jesus even said this, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone let me in. I suck with him and I abide with him. He's talking about our hearts, our house, and our hearts got to be on the same accord. If you want to go up in God, he has to be invited. He ain't pulling no kick dogs. He he, he ain't doing that. No, no, you got to invite him into your life. Invite him in. I love this brother Levi because he invited Jesus. He grabbed everybody. Many tax collectors were there. Another version says notorious sinners. You know what a notorious sinner is? Somebody known for being a heathen. Somebody known. There ain't nothing good about him. He said notorious. All kind of bad sinners showed up. And Jesus and his crew was right in the midst. 
Uh, I love that. I love that. Matthew, watch this, decided to follow Jesus and bring people to him. And I love this. We don't talk about this enough. I love this. Jesus and his crew wasn't scared to be around sinners. Why the church so scared to be around sinners? Well, I, I know God saves you. I know God heals you and bought you out. Why you can't be around them, amen? You got to go back and show them the way. You should be able to sit down with them and talk with them. I don't care if they drinking. I don't care if they smoking. Don't none of that bother me, amen. Why? Because I need to show you the love of Christ. We got so caught up in being holy, we don't know how to witness no more. We got so caught up in being holy, we don't know how to talk to people no more. We forget what God bought us from, amen. That God delivered us and that God's still working on us and God is still healing. Jesus is in the midst of all kind of sinners. Yeah. I get it. God told us to be holy, but he said be in the world, not of it. Amen. Yeah. You got to be able to talk to people. You got to yeah. be able to witness to people and tell them where you came from. Ooh. So Matthew, who just decided to follow Jesus two seconds ago, was already witnessing. I love it. I love it. He, he has no formal training. All he knows is that I can't keep it to myself. He ain't read no scriptures. He's a sinner. Tesla, he ain't ready. I just know I can't keep it to myself. He's excited because he just experienced the love of God from a man named Jesus. And if he can love me and my sins, he can love anybody. Jesus. Trust and believe, y'all, that God is doing something. So look at this, Mark 2 and 16. But when the teachers of the religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? Woo! Why does he eat with such scum? Can I teach for a minute? Praise God, man. Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm teaching anyway. If you didn't say yes, I'm teaching anyway. But check this out. Listen, listen, listen. This is why culture is so important. What is culture? Culture has been called the way of life for an entire society. The teachers of religious law, the pastors of that day, right? The teachers of religious law, the pastors in today, they have identified people by their sins and never addressed their own. That they label these people as notorious and corrupt sinners and don't address their own. Don't get it twisted, baby. We all sinners saved by grace. Uh, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. We all need the blood. We all need God's forgiveness. But somehow, these brothers don't think they need it no more. They're they, they perfect in their own right. So the culture in those days was, watch this, that those who teach religious law look down on sinners and categorize them as well. That's, that's, a, that's a dangerous place to be in. Look at that. They look down on sinners and then put them in places. Are you a tax collector? You over here. Are you an adulterer? You over there. Are you a homosexual, you over there. Are you a fighter? You over there. Are you a thief? You over there. Had everybody in their little sin patches and yet they were the holy ones. That's a dangerous culture to live in. That's why Jesus attacked them so much because they were confusing God's people. They didn't understand. They couldn't understand God's love because they were looking up to these people who Jesus were really called hypocrites. So can I talk about, watch this, the culture of the church, but I want to talk about specifically the culture of New Creation Church. So this has got to be a church where God reigns, amen. That God is supreme authority and in control, amen. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. High is the heavens above the earth, high as he is above us, which means that we let God be God in our situations. That God has to run things. God has to be in control. If God ain't in control, that means man's in control. That's a dangerous place to be in. We got to let God be God. Another thing, New Creation Church culture, his word is the final authority. If God says it, that settles it. Man-made traditions will mess us up. See, man-made traditions can never be treated as scripture, y'all. When we treat man-made traditions as scripture, you get a whole bunch of foolishness, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. We got to be careful not to fall in that trap because man-made, watch the traditions, put us in bondage. You can't wear this. You can't wear that. 
You can't say this. You can't look like that. You can't do this. You can't do that. When God's word was meant to liberate us and give us freedom in Christ. Not freedom in sin, but freedom in Christ. And another thing about the culture is that we got to have love. See, what I notice about them is they categorize sinners. They talk about people who's notorious and who's this and who that love is missing from the conversation. Right, right. Because he said you got to love your enemies. You got to pray for those who persecute you, right? You got to love those who are not good to you. You got to love the good and the bad and the ugly. Amen. And when I hear that conversation, it seems love is missing. And this can't be a place where love is missing. Nah, nah, nah. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Spiritual pride is something that can't be accepted here. My God, my God. Spiritual pride will set us up for sabotage. Amen. Don't think because God bought you somewhere that he can't take you back. Don't think because you don't. We ain't never arrived. All the time you arrive is when you get to heaven. And praise God, amen. When I'm in his throne, when I'm in his presence, till then ain't nobody arrived. Everybody's a work in progress. Everybody's still praying. Everybody's still learning. Everybody's still growing. Everybody needs Jesus and everybody got to continue to move. We got to be careful. We don't want you to stay where you're at. Trust me. No, no, no. But Jesus tell the woman that caught in adultery, go and sin no more. I don't pastor. don't want to see nobody stay where they're at. But you will never get shunned for your struggles. Yeah. That's the church. No, 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 no. This is a place of healing, a place of deliverance. You don't get shunned. And I look at the religious leader. They sit there and they shun the people who came to eat and sit with Jesus, y'all. Jesus, Jesus. Because one thing I know, people are going to come through these doors. Some are broken. Some are lost. Some are confused. Some rich. Some poor. Some got issues. Some got pr- pr- promiscuous. All kind of problems. Some straight. Some get all kind of issues are going to walk through this church doors. And it's our job to show them one thing we have in common is the love of God. Amen. Ooh, we got to show them. God is using us, his church, to save people. And I look at these people and they say, look here. Why is Jesus eating with the scum of the earth? That's cold-blooded, ain't it? Some tough words. Why is he eating with the scum of the earth? And I thought about that because cultures, because we've been caught up in culture so long, and, and I love this, ain't no assigned season here, praise God. Yeah, that, that, that makes somebody shout. Somebody, somebody that grew up in church their whole life, they had shout for that. Y'all know Mother Bigfoot on the front row, she got her hat, you better not sit in her seat, you better not move her stuff. She been sitting there 35 years, and you gonna get in trouble, she might get cussed out after service if you, if you step in her seat, amen, amen. And, and, and I love that, y'all don't understand how important to me is no assigned seats, I love that. Why? Because we got to let God be God. Let God move. Ain't no man-made traditions running through here. I don't want Mother Bigfoot on the front row. Ain't nothing wrong Mother Bigfoot. God bless her. I need Bam Bam on the big row. Praise God. Uh, why are you calling them the scum of the earth? Why the church don't want to see gangsters get saved? They too manly. Yeah, I catch that. Why don't church want to see the gangsters get saved? Are they too manly? We need people in here that love God, that can praise God, that are free in God, that ain't caught up in man-made traditions. But allow God to move in their life. So here we are back in Mark 2 and 16, y'all. Look at this. But when the teachers of religious law, y'all, who were the Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked the disciples, why does he eat with two scums, with such scums? So look at this. These two figures in the Bible are constantly mentioned through Jesus in the Gospels. One is the Pharisees and one is the tax collectors. He constantly is going back and forth talking about them or sharing stories about them, right? So I got, well, I got, I got, a, I got a parable that Jesus spoke of in the Gospel of Luke. So check this out. Two men went to the temple to pray, y'all. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, a religious teacher, and one was a tax collector. Let's look at it. Luke 18, 11, and 12. Let's look at it. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not a sinner like everyone else. Whew. What a way to start off a prayer, right? 
For I don't cheat. I don't sin. I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like the tax collector. I fast twice a week. And I give my tenth. Woo! That was his prayer to God, y'all. Do you see how a person can claim to love God and follow God and be filled with pride? Be filled with arrogance? And be filled with haughtiness? And a lying tongue? Woo! He said he don't sin. He said he don't. He arrived. Amen. I don't know nobody. Like, y'all know, I don't know. Pastor ain't arrived. I don't think Pastor arrived. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to follow Jesus with all my heart, my mind, soul. I ain't arrived. This, this dude said, I, I don't sin. And I'm not, I don't cheat. And I'm not like the tax collectors. Amen. I, I'm on a different category than them, God. I, I'm next to Jesus, is what he's saying. So look at this, y'all. He, when he listed all those things in Proverbs 6, God talks about the things he hates. And he listed about four of them. How are you a religious teacher of the law saying a prayer about things that God hates? You see why it's important to have good teaching? You see why it's important to have people that follow God, that know God, and then you got to do some, uh, have some responsibility yourself to read for yourself. Amen. And my pastor has to push y'all in the word. I want y'all to read for yourself. I need y'all to understand. That's why I put the scriptures on the screen so y'all can follow with me. Because when I come to know, is watch this, sometimes a lot of foolishness come out the pulpit. And, and, and a lot of stuff, man-made traditions get made into the word. And we got to be careful. You got to know for yourself. Because guess what? You might be listening to somebody. You might go visit somebody's church. And you got to have enough resilience. And you say, nah. Nah, 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 my pastor taught me that I'm lined up with the word. That's his thoughts. That's his ideas. That's not the word of God. Be careful. Proverbs 6, read it. It talks about the God, things God hate. A haughty look. A lying tongue. A, a, a tongue that sees the discord. All these things this man is saying is right there. But that's the culture. See, culture got to change, y'all. See, when I see God moving in our congregation, watch this. I want to encourage everybody to follow Jesus, but I must warn you, we got to be careful. Watch this. We don't become the wrong kind of followers. Because while I encourage you to follow Jesus, it's some wrong followers of Jesus out here as well. Amen. It's some people that that, that love God and hate their neighbor out here. Praise God. Amen. Y'all catch that next week. Amen. That that love God and hate their neighbor. I don't know how you do that. When he said, how can you love a God you can't see and hate a man you do see? I don't know how they do that. But we got to be careful out here, y'all, right? So look at the, look at the tax collector's prayer. I mean, look at the other one. But the tax collector, uh, tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. He couldn't even look up. He beat his chest with sorrow, saying, oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. And I tell you, this sinner, this Jesus talking now, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. This brother prayed all that good stuff, all that talk. Some people talk too much, praise God, amen. I'm not this and I'm not that and I fast and I do that. Oh, he said, God, I'm a sinner, oh God. Have mercy on me. And Jesus said, this brother left justified more than the teacher, amen. Sometimes God don't need, all God needs you is to confess your sins, amen. Let him confess it so he can cover it and he can create you a new heart. Confess it, let him cover it so he can do a new work in your life. All he needed was him to confess it, but this teacher was so prideful. And this text shows us the same thing that God, reason why he's worth following, what God did with King David. King David was anointed to be king. God sent Samuel over to the house. He said, go anoint one of Jesse's sons. Jesse had seven sons. Samuel went to the first son, big, tall, strong, athletic, looked good. He said, it got to be him. God said, it's not him. Went to another son. He big, strong, tall, too. Got to be him, not be him. Samuel went from son to son to son. He went through all six, and he asked, is this all your sons? 
uh, God told me to come here to anoint somebody to be king. Is this all your sons? He said, I got a little run out back, but he out there with the sheep. Don't worry about him. Nah, we ain't sitting down till all the sons come. And when David walked in, the order was on David. And he said, I anointed him to be king. Samuel said, I'm not like man. I don't look on the outside. I look at the heart. Don't you think God, we serve a God that it don't matter what I look like, it don't matter what I've been through, if my heart is right before him, if I'm humble before him, God will take me places I never thought was possible. I love this, the God we serve looks at our heart. He cares more about your heart than all the other stuff. Ooh, y'all, look at this, look at this. Mark 2 and 17, we almost done, man. Y'all have a great crowd, great crowd. Look at this, look at this. When Jesus heard this, he told them, look at this. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I miss y'all shouts. Cool. Cool. Uh, I have come not to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they're sinners. That, that's the God we serve right there. I love, I love the God we serve. If you look and see what he says, how smart he is and how shrewd he is, and his replies to them, I love this. Jesus' response was to the religious teachers in today's world watch this. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Woo. Jesus is challenging their position on being hypocritical of the tax collectors. He's challenging them. Healthy, y'all yeah, good. Y'all don't see it. Y'all got everything together. Y'all yeah, yeah, got it good. Y'all straight. Y'all don't need no doctor. Jesus said, watch this. Just because something appears to be well and healthy don't mean it don't require maintenance. Just because it appears to be healthy, watch this. Your car can look good on the outside. Try not putting no oil in that thing. See how far it gets you, amen. It can look good. It can have all the gas it won't. That oil will mess up and that engine will blow up. Praise God, amen. It don't matter how good it's washed in. It don't matter what size rims you got on it. It don't matter how it's waxed. All that stuff can look good and look healthy. But if the inside ain't maintenance, it ain't going to work. Woo. So what I come to find out, watch this, we can fall on two ends of the spectrum. We can be saved, watch this, we can become saved and no longer allow our sins to bother us. We can get saved, I'm going to say it again, baby. We can get saved and no longer let our sins bother us anymore. See, we don't think we need to be saved from our issues because we're healthy. So because I'm healthy, because I'm saved now, that means I'm healthy, I don't see my sin as an issue no more. We become, watch this, asymptomatic to sin. Woo! Come on, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't make it through, y'all didn't make it through, y'all didn't make it through the, the, the pandemic. Okay, asymptomatic to sin, what do you mean, Pastor? Uh, uh, there were some people who caught COVID. They had it, but they didn't show no symptoms. They, they, they had it, it was inside of them, they had it, the virus was working inside of them. But they wasn't sneezing. Yeah. They wasn't coughing. Yeah. They had no fever. They could still smell. They could still taste. But the virus was working in them. And because they thought they was fine, they was walking around with no mask. They walked around breathing on people, touching stuff. And because other people didn't know they were infected, they actually infected other people with their sickness when they thought they was well. Trying to help somebody today. Be careful. Don't tell me asymptomatic to sin because you can't see your sin. You hold on to your sin. You prideful in your sin. You don't know who you affected. People are watching. Babies are watching. Everybody is looking. And you don't know the effect you're having on other people because you're being asymptomatic instead of repenting from your sins. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Woo, you got some praise, yes. We got to be asymptomatic and think we good when we not. We got issues and we got to allow God to fix it. He gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Woo, yes, that's the God we serve. Woo. So Jesus, watch this. He said, I didn't come to help those who got it all together. He said, I didn't come to help those who were in perfect health. I didn't come to help those whose social media image is immaculate. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't come to help those. Woo! Yeah, 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 who people think they stuff don't stink. Amen. I, I didn't come to help those kind of people. They got it all together. They don't need me. We'll see when they die. But right now, they got it all together. They don't need me. Trust me, I came to those who are sinners. Amen. I came to those that got anger problems. I came to those that are insecure. I came for those that got lust issues. I came for those that got some pride issues. I came for those that got some addiction problems. I came for those who got all kind of issues. Why? Those are the ones I'm coming for. Because they acknowledge their sickness and know I'm a healer. I'm Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. I am that I am. I am the same God as my father. I heal. I set free. I deliver. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Give me your burdens. Take up with me. Learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burdens are light. But you got to know that you need me. Ooh, amen. Amen. Can everybody stand to their feet? Ooh, Father God, Father God. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but I just believe it's assignment day. Amen. And as we're learning to follow Jesus, God is saying, look here, I need people that want to follow me for real. I don't know where you're at in your relationship with Christ. If you're saved, never give your life to Christ. I, I, I do like Paul. I beseech you by the mercies of God that you give your life to Christ today. If you saved and you haven't been committed to following Christ, I want to challenge you to follow Christ today. And if you are in the mission where you say, you know what, Pastor, I'm cool. I love God. I just don't have a church home. You got to get with the community of believers. It's hard out here by yourself. I said it's hard for a pimp. Now, it's hard out here trying to be saved by yourself. It's hard trying to be a long ranger Christian. It's hard when you got no support, when you got nobody praying for you, nobody you can talk to, nobody that understands what you're going through. It's hard. So I don't know where you are today. But if any of those three things fit you, I say let God have his way in your life. If any of those things fit you, watch this. God, I need to be saved. God, I need to give my life to Christ. I'm sick. See, it's when we confess our sins, he covers it. It's when we give our life to him, he says, yes, now I can begin to clean it up. I can take what was a mess and turn it into a message. I, I can turn what was bad into something beautiful. Let me paint the canvas of your life, but you got to make a willing decision to give me your life. If you need to give Christ your life today, let you let, give it to him. If, if you're saved, you so pastor, I need to commit to following Jesus. We're going to pray some strength for you right now in the Holy Ghost. We're going to believe God to give you the strength to say, you know what? I'm leaving this wicked world behind. I, I, I made up my mind. Watch this. I love him enough. I'm willing to give up the world. I love him enough. I'm willing to turn my back on anything that don't represent him. I, I, I'm willing to say, you know what, God? I'm here to follow you with my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole soul. I'm sick, so I know I'm going to make some mistakes along the way. I, I, I'm, I'm not healthy, so I know I might trip and stumble. But what I do know, I ain't going to stumble too much. I do know you're going to get me right back in line to get right back and following you. I do know I'm standing in your word. I'm standing in your will. I'm standing on you. That's you today And you say God I need more I gotta get to this place Where I'm consistent See God is looking for consistency God is looking Y'all better give God some praise 
God is looking for consistency. Because he can do so much with consistency. Anybody, anybody in here that knows uh, anything about sports knows that, that, that the, the highest athletes, that one at the highest level, they consistently train. They don't pick and choose when to work hard. They, 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 they consistently do it. And you know, you look at the, the, the NBA, for example, what separates the good player, the average player, the star, and the superstar. It ain't that they ain't all got the skills to be there. They there. What separates them is the consistency of work. And I come to tell you the consistency of reading your word going to change your life. The consistency of prayer is going to change your life. The consistency of being around other believers is going to change your life. But you got to make a decision. God says, look here, it's time to be consistent. If you know, you need to be saved. If you know, you need to be consistent, whatever it may be. Y'all know me, I don't hold y'all. That's not my style, not my stilo. Because you got to make a choice. But God is doing something. If that is what you want in your life, if that is what you want, don't let the enemy keep you in your seat. Don't let the enemy keep you bound. No, 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 no. There is freedom in Christ. There is liberation in Christ. There is liberty who the sun sets free is free indeed. If you need to be free, you feel God tugging at your heart. I told you earlier, he said, I come and knock on the heart of men. And if any man opens up and lets me in, I'm coming in. And when I'm coming in, I'm cleaning it up, praise God. I, I, I'm making him brand new. But the only way we can get there is if we admit that we're not healthy. That I got some issues. I got some stuff in me that needs to be fixed And that takes humility To say hey I ain't got it all together It takes humility To say you know what I, I'm a mess and I need Jesus But it's what God does With the humble He resists the proud But he gives grace to the humble So if there's anybody else Amen as we're going to pray Amen praise God Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Thank you Lord if there's anybody else that needs prayer, that needs to be strengthened, let today be your day. I'm here to pray with you, here to encourage you, and allow God to move in your life. Look here, I don't care, God got me. Praise God, praise God. Thank you. And as Janae just walked up here, and I seen her shirt, and it's a butterfly. See, y'all make y'all shout. See, the butterfly is the best representation we got of getting saved. I've said this before. A butterfly starts as a larva. It's, it's crawling around on a plant, eating the plants. It starts as a larva, right? It's, it doesn't look like a butterfly. It's crawling around. It can't get, it can't get very far. It, it, it's crawling around. Then it eats the plants. Then it goes what, into a cocoon phase, right? It goes to a phase of isolation because it's getting stronger. It goes to a phase. Some of y'all need to isolate from some people. Praise God. Y'all ain't catching me. Uh, it goes to a, a phase of isolation. I got to get away from certain people and certain things to allow myself to get stronger and build up. And then when it builds up and gets the flapping in wings, it breaks the cocoon. My God. When it gets a Enough strength, it breaks the cocoon, comes out, and now it's a beautiful butterfly. It's changed. That's how the Holy Spirit works in your life. You might start one way. You might start as a larva. Everybody looking at you like you ain't got nothing, like you're crazy out of your mind. But guess what? You stay and focus on God. You isolate yourself and get around people that can encourage you and speak in your life and help you. And I guarantee the Holy Spirit will turn you into a butterfly. It will give you new life. It will make you a new person. You won't look like nothing what you've been through. You won't look like nothing that ever came before you. You will be new and beautiful in God that is what God does he gave us a real live visual of what it looks like when you let the Holy Spirit have his way in your life 
So if you need something from God today, y'all, if you need something today, oh God, don't let God, don't let the enemy keep you bound. Don't let it, no, no, no. And it takes courage. It takes courage to even walk in front of people, amen. But I can tell you, you can't be worried about what nobody say, what nobody think. And the culture in here ain't going to worry about it no way, praise God. The culture in here is going to pray for people that they up here, right? We're going to pray because we all need them. And we all want to see breakthrough. I want to see deliverance. I want to see healing. I want to see everybody blessed. Because guess what? If you in my place, in my vicinity, and you blessed, that means blessings in the place. That means it got to be coming to me soon. Any day now, it got to be on its way to me. So we're going to pray for them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You stretch your hands to the front, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for today, oh God. I pray, oh God, for these, oh God, these women of God. Father God, I pray, oh God, you have your way in their life, oh God. You all know what they stand in the need of, oh God. You all know what their heart's desire is, oh God. So I declare Psalms 37 and 4 over their lives. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I declare the word of God over their life. Amen. They will be blessed according to Psalms 1, oh God. They will be blessed. You begin to to lift them up, oh God. They will be like a tree by the rivers of water, oh God. Flowing, their leaves will not wither. Everything they do shall prosper in the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray, oh God, they produce fruit in their season, oh God. You know what they stand in the need of. You know every issue. You know everything that they need, Father God. I thank you, oh God, for them being able to acknowledge, oh God. They say, you know what, God? I want more of you, oh God. I thank you, oh God. It's a step forward to say, God, I want more of you. I need more of your grace. I need more of your peace. I need more of your love. I need more of your compassion. I need more more of your mercy. I need more of everything you got from me, oh God. Because if you give me more, I got more strength. Amen. You give me more, I got more power, oh God. You give me more, oh God, I got more fortitude, oh God. You give me more, oh God, and give me more, oh God, so I can do more in this world for you, oh God, and I can advance your kingdom, oh God. So give them the strength that they need, oh God, to be the women of God you call them to be. Give them the strength, oh God. To be the mothers you call them to be, oh God. Give them the strength, oh God. To be the examples you call them to be, oh God. Give them the strength, oh God. Right now, we believe, oh God, strength going forth in their bodies, in their minds, in their spirits right now, oh God. That they will never be the same this day forward, oh God. There is freedom, there is healing, there is deliverance in you, and we believe it and we stand on it, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I made it God praise. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord, have your way, have your way in the lives of God. Have your way. We believe for healing. We believe for healing. We believe for strength. We believe for God to have his way in their lives. It is freedom in Christ that we need. Amen. It is freedom in Christ that we need. Pray for your sisters. Pray for them. Yes, yes, yes. Pray for your sisters. Hey, Shay. Yes, yes. Yes, Lord, help them, oh God. We believe strength, oh God. I thank you, oh God. As you said in your word, oh God, God said he bottles up every tear, amen. That every tear tell a story, amen. That every tear has its own personal story, and God said he bottles bottles them up for us. He knows what's in them. And even your tears can be your prayers, y'all. That's the God we serve, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I thank you, oh God. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing, for what you're doing in their lives. And we give God honor and glory for what he is doing in their lives. Amen. And amen. We're grateful. We're grateful. We praise God. We believe God and trust God. Woo. They would give it all to him. And he would do something. Pray for your, pray for your brethren. Amen. Pray for your brethren. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. We gotta praise one time.
And open up the windows of heaven and pour yes. us out a blessing. Yes. Yes. We won't have room enough to receive. We believe Thank it, oh God. And we will have Thank more you, peace, Thank more joy, oh God. Not just financial, oh God, yes. but our whole being, yes. oh God, will be blessed, oh God. Yes. And our Thank health, Lord. our soul will be healthy, oh God, because of you, oh God. We believe it and we stand on your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 